Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast 220s. Hello, welcome back. <laughs> we are feeling frazzled. We're frazzled. It's, it, it, to paint the picture, it's Tuesday at 8am and I've just flown in to... Just landed. <laughs> ...at Charlie's house and we are straight on the record because I have a hair appointment in an hour and a half. So... so- is it far away? I'm it's in Double Bay. Getting a bit stressed. Here. I think it's at ten fifteen, so maybe Adding we've got time. We're time. we're fine. Yeah, don't stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk really, really fast. Um, okay, well, this week, in light of Little Bambino's birthday, which yes. is tomorrow, uh, Thursday. What day is oh, it? wait, Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday for <laughs> yes. a second. No, Thursday. So it would have been yesterday when this comes out. Mm. Um, it is her first birthday, which we did celebrate um, last week. I feel like her birthday has just been ongoing. She's just turning one forever. Yeah. Um, but we thought we'd do an episode um, about everything that Charlie's kind of learnt the past year being a mum. And also she's going to touch on her birth story because I know everyone kind of wanted to know and then we kind of put it on the back foot for a bit. We've always wanted to do it. And then I felt like it was too far gone, but I feel like we can sort of. A lot of people want to know. In. Yeah. We put up a question box um, recently, actually, and I was surprised with how many people wanted to hear more about mum life. I always kind of refrain because I'm like, oh, I guess everyone who listens, like, most likely doesn't have kids and doesn't really care. So I feel like we have a good 50 50 split of like girls that are like like me and then actual young mums that come to our podcast for you and because it's not really somewhere you can get a lot of information from like out there in terms there is in dating and single life and all that but Mm. in terms of like your niche there's not really yeah so ask and you shall receive yeah so here we are we're giving the people what they want um we did listen to all your questions I mean your responses by the way to that question box and all that you had some great ideas you guys were loving the things we're loving and the um like our, you know, like in recommendations and, oh, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. So we'll get into that as well um, yeah, in the next couple of weeks. That's one of our favourite episodes. We love doing record. that and I've got so much more that I love and also hate. Not yeah. hate. Hate's a strong yeah, word. Yeah, let's not do that strong. <laughs> <laughs> it is very aggressive. Um, but yeah, ever since recording that, I keep like doing things like like something I'm not loving like I just think of the most random things like I saw an old man walking in the rain and oh, I was like I am not, not loving, loving that, that at all like I can't my heart can't cope with that I know so. I keep writing stuff down so we'll, we'll do a good app on that yeah um but yes. before we get into all the mum talk which I know you're just so excited of life about. admin <laughs> yeah let's let's do some let's do some admin how was your weekend um, my weekend was beautiful. I spent Friday night here celebrating your birthday. It was really nice. Charlie whipped up a nice, cooked a feast for us. Um, yeah. I love like a home cooked meal. Yeah, it was cozy beautiful. Vibes. I walked in and it was like a table set up. It was like very, it was very Charlie. <laughs> um, some red wine, loved it. It was, I, it was just perfect. Um, and all of Charlie's friends are all beautiful. That was I actually nice do night. really love your um, Well, your I'm friends. glad. Well, <laughs> too bad <laughs> seriously no but like they're just like i just just easy easy i I, you know what i love the most about like my that's group is that there's just so much banter like yeah it was funny literally say whatever and like everyone just gives it back as hard yeah i I love just like listening to everyone i was like this is funny you're like wait shouldn't you be offended by that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love it um what else did you get up to Oh, I went and saw Don't Worry Darling at the cinemas, which we'll talk about in our random thoughts. Mm. I'll give you my opinions. Don't worry, I won't spoil it for anyone who yeah, wants to yeah. go see it. Um, but yes, I did see that on Saturday night because the weather in Sydney was 
awful on the weekend. Oh, horrendous. Who did you uh, go to the movies with? Um, not a boy, oh. to everyone's dismay. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the girls, went with Liv, Em and Brie and a little date night. That was nice. Um, but Perfect weather for it. Hey? Literally perfect. Mm. And I didn't do much the rest of the weekend. What did you get up to for your? You had a big social weekend. Oh, my house has been like a revolving door. Yeah, I obviously Josh is away, so I feel like everyone's like just taking this opportunity, which is really nice. I love it. Um, I feel like I like okay. We we all probably can gather by now. I'm not the socialist butterfly. I'm not like back to back doing things all the time. But I seriously have been. I've got girlfriends over tonight. I've got another girlfriend over tomorrow. I've, honestly, I've got something booked in every night this week. Yeah, which surprises me because I feel like you usually like social battery gets drained. But I guess so that's drained. because you – nothing against <laughs> us or your friends, but usually you're like, I'd rather just go home with Mammy and Josh and like spend time with them. It's true. It's like quality time, yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, well, I don't have a better option, so yeah. I'm going to hang out with my you friends. You know what, though? <laughs> I, um, I've really been loving it and I definitely think – even when Josh comes back, I'm going to make our house more of like a social house because yeah. it's actually really nice. Just I literally have people just waltz in the front door, like <laughs> telling me they're going and I actually love it. Um, but yeah, the times I have had like a night to myself or alone time, I've really enjoyed it because yeah. I have been so social. Um, what else have I been up to? Yeah, Honestly, you're having a good balance. I don't mean to sound cringy cringe, but... I've been doing a little bit of personal growth. Oh, know? okay. Yeah. Tell us about that, please. Well, because I've been having alone time, I've kind of just been, I don't know, trying to better myself, I guess. I guess being away from Josh, I have got extra time to... It's a good time to work on yourself. Yeah, and, and just reflect. Yeah. Um, because I was worried him going away oh, God, do I, like, rely on him and, like, not, hanging out for my happiness? Not going to lie, I was a little bit worried when he was <laughs> going away, but you've actually, like, you seem sweet. I've thrived. Like, I've thrived, but of course... <laughs> Bye, Josh. <laughs> no, I absolutely miss him so much, and there is, like, a bit of an empty hole in the house, but I, in terms of parenting, I actually thought it'd be a lot harder, um, but kind of nailed it. <laughs> you and Bambi are just thriving. How's it... And, and Bambi sleeping really oh, good? Oh, yes. So, we did um sleep train... Well, I don't know if you call it sleep training, but basically I just cut out the bottles. She was mm. getting up for a bottle in the night and I just did like two nights of like kind of hell. Um, and now she's just like sleeping through. She, I, why did I feel like she was in her bed napping right now? <laughs> she's not here. She? She's not here. <laughs> um, and she yeah now doesn't have a bottle before. Naps as well. So it's she's becoming very low maintenance, I will oh. say. We love that Bambi. That's what we're about here. Well, it hit a it, like we're about to hit a year, and I thought, nah, I'm not having it. I'm not getting up yeah. in the night anymore. I refuse. Yeah, that's a, a little bit too much. A year of interrupted sleep is not a vibe. So we're we're moving on. Um, what are you doing this weekend? Um, this weekend I have a. She's not my grandmother. I think she's my great aunt, but I'd call her my grandmother. Mm. Her 80th. Yeah. So it's a big family event. <laughs> You were just uh, so keen, aren't you? So excited. It's a compulsory family event. But it actually will be nice because we're not like one of those families that really see each other all that often. Yeah, like when I you extend- told me you had this, I was like... Yeah, wow. yeah, like yeah, <laughs> uh, we never do that. Yeah, and you guys always have like bigger family things and it'll actually be nice because I'm seeing a lot of um, family that I haven't seen mm. for ages. 
Um, so yeah, we're doing that. It's at Manly um, in the day on Saturday. That'll be nice. But other than that, I don't really have many plans. Heading back to the old stomping ground. Yes, <laughs> heading back there. I was there yesterday too, shooting stuff for um, LA. So yeah. So how's that all going? What's the update? Um, very. Uh, it's like uh, very stressful. Mm. <laughs> um, I just feel like there's thing after thing that just keeps like. Just like niggling things that are just like annoying. This just has not been a smooth process at all. But I mean, it'll be worth it. We ordered all our packaging and our thank you cards, mm. and um, you had a dream about your packaging. Oh my god! I, I think I saw Liv's story before I went to bed of the tag. Oh yeah, and now it's just like <laughs> just I can't in your get head. I was head. like, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and then just little things like we had to get hygiene stickers, but really little ones because our our swim is like obviously oh. brazilian so the other ones don't and oh, apparently yeah. we have to put them on ourselves i don't know it's just oh how, what a fun time yeah. <laughs> so there's a <laughs> few things brazilian stickers yeah so uh, anyway but it is it's very close and it's very exciting um so yeah that's that's me what are you mm. what are you doing this weekend more socializing on the calendar More socializing i do want to take a little bit more time to chill. Um, got Bambi's birthday on Thursday. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I'm not really sure because I might just take it to like some sort of like playgroundy thing mm-hmm. or something because, I mean, that's what she'd want, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what else she'd want. Um, yeah. But yeah, I still need to do all the wrapping of the prezzies and all that jazz. I feel like we've already celebrated her birthday, so it feels a bit strange. Yeah, I get you. But you just have a nice mum and daughter day. Yeah. Do a little yeah. TikTok vlog. Oh, cute. (laughs) (laughs) What's your – okay, this is a good – because I've seen your love. Mm. Um, What is your love this week? Okay, so my love, I actually bought the book Heartstrong by Elodie Pullen. Last week I finished it in two sittings. Wow. The best book I have ever read. Really? Um, Do you want to give a little backstory on who Elodie is? Yeah. So I did write some points down. So Elodie, um, she lost her partner 10 years ago. His name was... She didn't lose her partner. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. They were together for 10 years. Yeah. So she lost her partner of 10 years. Um, His name was Alex Pullen and his nickname's Chumpy. Yeah. And he died in a shallow water blackout. I think it was about... Three years ago now. I think it was two. Two? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Definitely should have written a few more notes. I think it was two. I'm not completely sure. But you guys would know who they are. Um, they have the podcast Darling Shine as well, Elodie mm. and Chloe. But yeah, if you haven't seen, their story's been everywhere. Yeah, so he was like a like an amazing... Snowboarder. Snowboarder. Pretty yeah. much just like an all-rounder. He was like a musician as well. Yeah. Um, so when he passed away in the shallow water blackout, they were trying for a baby for about nine months. Um, yeah. But they were struggling because she had a low egg count. Um, and then when he did pass away, they actually did a post-mortem sperm retrieval, mm. which is not really well known I've about. I've never heard about that until her story. Yeah, so she was very lucky that someone around her did know and did suggest it. Mm. Um, and when they did it only 1% of his sperm were showing signs of life. So, you know, like with her low egg count and his 1% showing life, it's not looking too promising, you know. It just goes to show how much that was supposed to, like it was meant to be. Not that he was supposed to die. Like that's just like, I never believe that those things are supposed to happen. But like, not to make light of a bad situation, Mm -hmm. but like that she was supposed to have his baby. Yeah. It's honestly just, it gives me shivers, the story. And so she ended up falling pregnant. Um, her daughter's name is Minnie Alex Pullen, which yeah, I just think is so, so cute. cute. 
Um, and in the book, she actually mentions that like she was driving and there was like a turn off to Mini Waters. Oh, I know, literally goosebumps when I'm saying. Yeah, it. you sent me a few like um pages Weird of it, things. and it's just like like because we love our signs from the universe and we love We're all of our the angel woo-woo. numbers. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's I want to read it. Mm-hmm. I might borrow it off it, you. She talks a lot about grief in it but somehow like with her personality she manages to make you smile and laugh yeah but I did cry the whole way I actually got like a like a really bad rash on my eyelids from crying so much I've got ointment on it still (laughs) because like I was just a mess but yeah I will say sorry no go (laughs) go go I will say it really gave me like a new perspective on life like she is so happy and like really just living life to the fullest and before he died actually the new year's eve they were like sitting down talking about their resolutions and he said i don't have any resolutions i don't want to change a thing life is too bloody good like i don't want anything to change like wow what a beautiful song yeah so their relationship i just like remember hearing oh it's just like mm. once um josh gets back he's going to read it and then i'll start passing it along for everyone to to have a read everyone will finish it so quickly yeah (laughs) Um, um, your love is empty. Love. <laughs> yeah, well, I I did have one. I just didn't write it down. Um, my love, which isn't as good as yours, <laughs> or not good, but like it's not a heartfelt recommendation. Mm. Mine is belts. Oh, I'm bringing belts back. Not me personally, but like when you said belts, I had no idea what you're talking about. Like belts that you wear with your clothing. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know how they kind of everyone kind of. I used to wear belts religiously, but like silver buckle ones because I used to wear silver jewellery. And now I'm loving gold belts. I'm loving belts again. They just add so much to your outfit and they're coming back in. So everyone get around the belt train. I'm telling you right now. They have really cute ones literally everywhere. Like just a gold, do a gold um, buckle, belt, gold jewellery, blazer. Can't go wrong stunning yeah do you remember you used to wear like those like cowboy style ones like they had like a really thick buckle (laughs) yeah that that was the festival kind of ones yeah they were in for a moment they're definitely not they're not coming back in those ones are not on the way back well you'll have to show me what ones are in well, have you not been seen what I've been wearing? I Do can't not say take... I've like noticed. Oh my god, she's back on the belt track. <laughs> I never thought that would come back. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't have thought that. But if you go look at my Instagram, I'm back on the belt train. All right, I got a I'll really beautiful one from Dylan Kane, and then I got one the other day from Princess Polly, mm. and I wore it yesterday, and I was loving it. Loving myself sick. (laughs) (laughs) That's the confidence we need. (laughs) Don't really get to you. Um, Okay, a few random thoughts. What are your random thoughts this week? Okay, well, let's go into quickly. I want to Don't Worry, Darling. Yes. And if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, this is Harry Styles' movie that he was in. No, it's not his movie. It's Olivia Wilde's movie, His Girlfriend. But there was a lot of drama around there, like cast and everything. Did you not know this? No, I live under a rock. Yeah, okay. Charlie <laughs> is that person that lives under a rock. But I don't know where you've been. You live on TikTok too. So. I didn't even know he had a girlfriend or that he was shooting with his girlfriend. So. Okay, yeah. Well, so she's the director of the movie, but she's also in the movie, but she He's not his love interest in the movie. Oh, it so sounds he, like he was casted because of her. <laughs> yeah, well, he, it was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be his mm. role, but something happened and I don't want to go into it. I think it had to do with, like, Shia LaBeouf is maybe a great person. And um, so there was a lot of, like, um, B 
fifth in the cast, apparently. Oh. So the main character, the girl, Florence, I think her name is, she, like, didn't show up to any of the press afterwards, like, wants nothing to do with them, like, blah, blah, blah. But she's she nailed it. She had did such a good performance in it. I, like, not that I'm a good actor or anything. <laughs> Harry was, like, hot. Like, like he was hot. He was good. He was actually really good in some parts. But there was one part where you, if you guys watch it, you'll know where he's like, it's like really intense and he's like crying. But the fake crying is so bad. And I was just like, they would have got him to retake that. And I was just like, come on, Harry, give us some tears or something. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not doing it for me. But it's just a massive twist. Like it's a bit of a, a bit of a mindfuck. So Mm. I would highly suggest going and watching it. Go. I would say go to Gold Class, have a wine, and do that. Ooh, do you think Gold Class is overrated? Probably, but like, there's not much to do in this weather at the moment, <laughs> so you take what you can get. Seriously, that's like top tier stuff I think at the moment. The Gold Class is no the the Lux or what the Gold Class is better. Is it at Event Cinemas? Because mm, then there's Hoyts Lux. Yeah. So they have two different because there's Event Cinemas and Hoyts. Anyway, I went to Event Cinemas. I didn't go to Gold Class, but it was still really good. Yeah. But I would have enjoyed a wine in it. Oh, yeah. See, I feel like that would just put me to sleep. Yeah. Just, like, relax me a little bit. But the movies was packed, so book if you... Uh, Well, that actually goes into what I'm going to say. Go for it. my random thoughts is I have been watching Molly May on YouTube lately. And I can't say I'm a big, like, put on... Have you ever been into her? Yes, I used to be. But, like, like I just never really watch YouTube lately. But, you know, I've got two of them on my hands. Yeah, I'm a YouTube fanatic and a Molly May fanatic. She, um... I was watching her YouTube and she actually couldn't get into a cinema because it was sold out. Her and Tommy wanted to go to the movies. They went to like four different cinemas and they couldn't get in because it was sold out. To see Don't Worry out. Darling? Uh, no, to see Smile, that horror. Oh, that I couldn't I got invited it. to the premiere for that in oh. Sydney and I was going to go. And I no and they were way. like, no, nah, it's not even that scary. And then everyone's coming out being like, it's like Why would awful. you want to go to that? Well, I didn't know that it was a thriller. Oh. Anyhow, I just thought it was so just down to earth and relatable that like her and Tommy Fury like were just could... getting turned away from cinemas. Like <laughs> they're not like I know they're so, like they are very well known, but I don't. Think I feel that like they're it, over over there. They are so well known. Yeah, they're huge. But I feel like to the everyday person, if you're not on social, like yeah, true. Do you know what true, I mean? Like true, they're true. not a household name. To like, if I went to my mum, like. It's not oh, like that. Like, yeah, do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, true. I guess maybe. Sorry to debunk you. <laughs> but <laughs> like, like another thing, like she was in like a hotel and she was, she needed cutlery, but she like didn't want to annoy them and like call downstairs. Like I just found her very humble. Like she doesn't think she's above anyone. I think that, I think that she has become way more relatable now. And I think the way she's like, not that she's handled her pregnancy, but I think mm. it's her pregnancy. She's been really honest and open about how like she was shocked to start with and like I think it's a great conversation as how she her and Tommy thought that they would have issues getting pregnant and then they got pregnant and while they were grateful I think maybe it wasn't at the exact time they wanted it not that they've said that but it's just like she she essentially did say that yeah it's hard to be like I've had she had struggles with endometriosis and all that and it's like hard to be like it's a weird feeling to be like, I've wanted this and I've wanted it. Like, I thought I would struggle to get this, but now I've got this. It's kind of like, I don't, not that I don't want it, but it's like, I need I'm feeling a little bit change guilty. my mindset, yeah. yeah. And I think that has just been amazing, but I think she has come under scrutiny for being a little bit like... Or well, there was that interview. Yeah, like, we've all got the same 24 hours in the day. 
I know. See, I struggle. I struggle with that. And when Kim Kardashian said something like that, because yeah, like just get up and work. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, it is the right message in the sense, like, yeah, you know, put in the work, but it is the wrong messenger in the sense that they have so much more opportunity. Exactly. Like it's like you have access to all of this mm. stuff, and. Like, I, I, oh, sorry, you go. No, no, go ahead, go. I think Kim Kardashian has four kids. Anyone else with four kids, there's no way they could do what she does. She probably has about 40 nannies. Exactly. So I just think it's a bit out of distasteful, those yeah. comments. But I think, I agree. I think she's come, I think, not that she's done it on purpose, but I think mm. she's realised that, you know, it's not that hustle culture and mm, all that kind of stuff yeah. while she's done amazing things for herself at 22 or 23 years old yeah. I think people love the relatability like you yeah. obviously do I think I skipped that little era she went through yeah. of like I'm hustle 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 because I know she did mention something about like um sorry we probably should get into the episode but I know she mentioned something how she like would prefer to work than hang out with friends yes see not, this is the that's not what she said no no but something is, like yeah that. there was just like there's just comments like that. I'm just like, oh. But to be fair, I didn't watch their Love Island. I didn't. I didn't know mm. them before. I just like got on them when she was like a YouTuber. Yeah. So I'm not sure what she was like before that. But yeah, I think I like her. I like what she's doing now mm. a bit more. Where it's a bit more balance in what she's yeah. saying and like you know all of that. I just found her videos very, very real, relatable, and like like she was very comfortable just yeah. sharing. Yeah. So, that's my thoughts. That's those are our thoughts. Take it or leave it. Do what you will with that. <laughs> um, so, Charlie, let's go into your birth story. Oh, yes. Give the people what they want. I will give a little bit more of a condensed version. I mean, it'll probably still end up being long, but mm. um, I just won't go into too much detail just because yeah, we we'll just touch on it. Yeah, because we're running a bit. We're on a time, time schedule here. So basically, I was due on the tenth, um, and that came and went of and October. Yes, yeah, sorry, um, <laughs> last year and. We were getting so frustrated because we were just so sure I was going to come early. Yeah, I don't you know were, why. You were <laughs> sure. I feel like a lot of people are like, they just assume. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. But it's not that common. Your first, you're like very likely to go over. So I don't know why we thought that. But literally like we were packed, ready to go. Like when I was like 36 weeks, Josh was literally vacuuming the va- um, balcony every day. Like the balcony. Yeah, throw back to the picnic where we thought you were <laughs> going into life. <laughs> yeah, I think on like the like... Maybe the tenth or, or something. Like we were at a picnic, and I sat in a wet patch, and still unconfirmed up, what happened really, because it wasn't like raining, so it was yeah. so bizarre. And only I said I could have just wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more likely. And I stood up, and like we literally like, oh my god, I'm going into labor. Yeah. Anyway, probably anyway. Tangents. Get back into it. Get back into it. So then on the 12th, we were in bed watching Real Housewives and it was nearly 9pm. So we're like, let's go to bed for the night. And of course, I get up to go to the bathroom because I had to go to the bathroom like every hour. And when I came back to the bathroom, I was standing next to my bed about to get in and like water just started coming out. And at first I was like, holy dooly, like I need to do more pelvic floor exercises. I'm literally like wetting myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, wait, but I just went like, what's going on and then it hit me I was like oh shit like my waters are breaking and I looked up at Josh and I've never seen a more excited like a little puppy dog puppy dog in my whole life and 
it was like in that moment it actually hit me. Okay, I actually have to give birth. Yeah. So I started shaking, sweating, my heart rate, but I felt freezing cold and I'm like calling the hospital. They're like, come up because when your waters break, you have to go up because of due to risk of infection. So we went up there and uh, pretty much my contractions started from where my waters broke. Um, But obviously that was super light at first. That was just like very minor period pains. Mm -hmm. Um, And the hospital checked me out and said everything was looking all good and I could either choose to stay there and just keep labouring or go home and labour. Now I chose to go home and labour because it was about 10pm by that stage and I really wanted Josh to have a good night's sleep because I knew we were probably never going to get sleep again. (laughs) This is your last sleep, Josh, so make it count. Yeah, seriously. But he was just too excited, so I don't think he even slept much. I don't think I'd be able to sleep if I knew that my girlfriend was going to labour. So he, like, he went to the bedroom, I went to the lounge room, and I said, look, even if you hear me, like, moaning in pain, like, this is just the beginning, just stay in there. Like, do not come and comfort me. I do not... I don't need it yet. I don't need you now. I need you tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, of course, he came and kept checking on yeah. me. But it's much more comforting being in your home and, like, it's less anxiety-inducing, And I just, feel. like, less, like, clinical. Yeah. Like it was just, like, it was a lot more comfortable, as you say. Yeah. So um, I, I didn't sleep at all. I just, like, laid on the couch just in different positions, just, like, going through the contractions. They were, like, 10 minutes apart, and I just kept tracking them, and they just intensified over the night. Um, and then also we found out that my mum was able to come. It was only meant to be Josh. So I was like, holy dooly, like the rules were changing that day. Wow. So we called my mum that night saying, you're allowed to come tomorrow. So a sign from the universe. I know it was meant to be. (laughs) Um, and the hospital said, you have to be up here at 6am because like, that's how long you're allowed to be at home with your waters broken due Mm -hmm. to infection. So It's 5.30am, my mum arrives at our house, doled up, dressed to the nines, with a coffee for Josh, a coffee for her, I obviously couldn't have coffee, (laughs) didn't need extra anxiety, Um, and I was like, mum, like, we're literally going to have a baby, like, not a runway, she looked so hot, (laughs) anyhow, trust me. I actually love her. So, we headed in the car, and from the moment we got in the car, like, it was on, my contractions were going like she knew she was on the way to the hospital she was like Woo-hoo, we're almost there and um I was and uh, mind you we still didn't know the gender at this stage mm. and there's like a video of us walking out that front door and I'm like we're off to the hospital we're gonna have a baby girl and Josh is like no nah, we're having a boy and I'm like mm, I was right <laughs> I was right and then um we got like my contractions were so intense that even when we got to the hospital, I like slumped over the the glass sliding doors at the hospital and was like moaning in pain. It was like rush hour. It was like 6.30, like all the nurses were getting there for their shifts or whatever. People were coming, going and I was like in the hospital and I actually was seeing people I knew, like nurses I knew starting their shift and I'm like, don't talk to me. Like, yeah, but I'm you would just pain. be in your own like world, like you don't give a fuck <laughs> like I'm in fucking pain so but then like when the contraction was stopped I'd be like cracking jokes yeah so it's just strange and then they were trying to like register me in but I was in so much pain like I was downstairs in the foyer like literally like stopping myself from yelling um and I don't even remember getting up to the ward or like getting in our room because it was just on from there yeah um and then 
I had been in labour for over eight hours at this point and they checked me when I arrived at the like birthing suite. To see how many centimetres yeah, dilated to, you are? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not lo- with a ruler, by the way, that we did learn on one of the episodes. <laughs> I know. I thought they'd just get like some little measuring tool to like kind of put it up yeah. against <laughs> and like see how many centimetres. Mm. But no, they use their hand. Like obviously they put a glove on and they kind of like spread their fingers around and it is the most painful thing I have really? ever experienced. I didn't think that part would be no. painful. Um, so they checked me and I was two centimetres, which, I mean, I wasn't shocked about because I was like, I guess, that like it's my first baby, you mm. do take longer to dilate, but I thought, okay, I'm definitely like going in the right direction. It's yeah. just getting more and more painful. Um, so over the course of the next five hours, I just – labored it was the most hard yucca like it was just (laughs) (laughs) she really put in the work it was so painful and like they were becoming like a minute apart and they felt like they lasted for 10 minutes Minutes, and then you were like stopped and then you were going again I couldn't even imagine it it makes me feel a little bit ill that I have to do this (laughs) (laughs) well we have options yeah and it just felt oh my god like I even like there was points where like Josh and my mum like I I could see that they couldn't look at me in the eyes when I was going yeah. through a contraction because it's, you feel you would feel so helpless. It's like you literally can't do anything except be like, "Keep going, you're going great, sweetie." <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck off." Um. So yeah, and the I will add the my like kind of birth plan was whatever had to happen had to happen. Yeah. But I was really scared of the needle of an epidural. So mm-hmm. you know, if I could not go through that and I could like kind of go without it, I was really trying to or do that. Or people that don't know what an epidural is, do you want to I love them? how you're here because I just keep saying yeah, things like they and I'm like, knowledge. Like I do kind of know what it is, but like if you want to explain. So an epidural is like a, like a big needle in your back that kind of essentially paralyzes or numbs the pain from below. Sorry, yeah. I don't know like the technical Yeah, so you can't term. feel the contractions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are known to be... Sometimes people have side effects where they vomit or like, you know, they can't feel anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was a little bit mindful. There's risks. Yeah, there's yeah. risks. Um, I was a little bit mindful of that. But after the five hours, sorry, they also offered maybe around like three or four hours to give me gas. Um, and I was like, yeah, like whatever I can do to relieve the pain. So I had that and it just made me really loopy. Like I was just saying the most hilarious thing <laughs> like when I wasn't c- having a contraction I was just being so outrageous like <laughs> and you already are like pretty funny person no like I actually look back and I think I could have been a comedian in that moment. <laughs> anyhow I had that for a few hours and then I was like okay I have been in so much pain for so long I've been it was like 1 p.m or something and I thought I like went into labor at like nine o'clock last night. I must be about six billion centimeters dilated by now. Like, like I don't know why the baby yeah. isn't here. So I said, I'm ready to be checked. And she checked me again. It was the most painful thing. Like I, that, that in that very moment, that second time she checked me, I have never experienced pain like that before. And she said to me, I know she didn't even want to tell me, but she yeah, was like. You would have known from her face as well. You're still two. And then I think she was trying to like change my mindset because she knew how much that would affect me. And she was like, 
maybe three. Yeah, <laughs> 2.5. So, you know, that was very strange. Like, everyone was so surprised that I hadn't dilated. Like, I just wasn't dilated, mm. dilating. So, they said, we're going to have to give you oxytocin, um, which is a drug that essentially drives you into labour. It, like, it amplifies labour. Like, it is just so intense. Um, but they said, you know, the effect of that it's would be... going to be so painful. Intense pain. You know, you're not slowly dilating. You are just... Ripping over. <laughs> just getting... <laughs> Sorry getting to st- anyone that is pregnant right now to... Don't mean to scare you at all. Well, what I kind of continue with, you, you'll realise, you know, there's yeah, options and stuff. So... I said they then they said sorry like you can have the oxytocin with an epidural and I didn't have any fear of the epidural no. anymore. I was not slightly scared about the pain, about the side effects. I couldn't care less. I was in that much pain. I just wanted to be relieved. I think I would have done it five hours earlier. <laughs> well, so I was like, yep, let's do the epidural and the oxytocin, and they were like, okay, the anesthetist. Sorry, I can't really say that word. The person who administers yeah. it. Um, is currently doing the rounds. Like, everyone in the ward is currently getting epidurals. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had to wait 40 minutes. And then they came in and they started telling me all the side effects about, like, you know, you being paralysed and all that jazz. I said, I do not care. I signed I signed all the T's and C's. Yeah. I do not care. <laughs> Just put it in me. So then you have to stay still for the epidural. Otherwise, it could kind of go into different like, areas and yeah. have effects. So... That was really hard, like having contractions, like literally every 30 seconds, but like it takes a few minutes to do it. So you have to stay still in your contractions. Like that is really, really hard. But I just had my eye on the prize. Like as soon as I, this epidural kicked in, I would be relieved. Mm. So I did it. I did not even know that they had started, that they had finished. I did not feel the epidural one bit. I didn't feel it in my spine. I didn't even feel anything like I was just in that much pain so my fear of being scared of it like it was nothing yeah then I think it took like half an hour or something for the epidural to kick in and I was living yeah (laughs) as soon as it hit I was very lucky in the sense that I could still move my legs like I could move different positions I couldn't walk obviously but um I could still feel pressure I could still touch my legs and feel it I just couldn't feel pain I could feel when I had a contraction occasionally like it was like pressure just a little bit of pressure but I just didn't have pain amazing so Josh and I actually plonked ourselves up on the bed we caught up on our love island Island. I remember this weren't you eating a Kit Kat too or something yeah my mum went and got me a Kit Kat and just a plain Cadbury chocolate she got me like a schnitzel salad sambo (laughs) so I had that um had the chockey watched the show even like kind of put my eye mask on for a little bit because I hadn't slept for like yeah you know ages and Although I was too excited, I couldn't sleep. Um, but then, honestly, within a few hours, I was like, um, to my midwife, I can kind of feel something, something yeah. down there. Like, I am, like, pushing and I can't stop it. And she was like, check. She's like, you're 10 centimetres. So <gasps> the oxytocin just blew me into labour. I didn't have any pain. And mm. I was very lucky with that experience. Yeah. Um, so basically, they tried to tell me to stop the urge to push um for like another 20 minutes because they just wanted me to just sit at 10 centimeters a little bit longer but I could not like my body was pushing um so they got all the nurses and stuff and the midwives or whoever needed to be there um 
and pretty much set everything up to start. And then I was like, oh my God, now I need to push. I'm so nervous again. Like, yeah. I, you know, I was just watching Love Island yeah. and I need to Now I'm going to push a baby out of my vagina. <laughs> like, what? I'm not ready for this. Anyhow, but the whole time, like, Josh was just like, all right, can, can we get the nervousness? Like, can we, can we get this bit? Like, he was just so excited. Like, yeah. Um, so basically I started pushing and within half an hour, little ba- ba- baby, Bambi was here. Um, the pushing was honestly the most exhausting thing of my life. Like, yeah. like it's like it just tensing takes, your body yeah. and you're like, it's exhausting. It would just take every muscle in your body. Because like, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. So <laughs> that I was just like wrecked. I don't over. think anyone thinks it's an easy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I know it's like a natural thing to have a babe but it's not easy no way um and also my muscles were pretty exhausted because in the contractions I was kind of tensing every contraction so it, it was honestly like like going to the gym for like 24 hours yeah. so um yeah basically uh Bambi came and, and you pull you kind of like grabbed her yeah and did you figure out yourself if she agenda? was a boy or a girl yeah so just before my last push, I actually remember really clearly, it was quite emotional. They said, okay, on the next push, we want to meet the baby. And I just like was crying because I was like, holy dooly, like this is it. This is here. Oh, and sorry, I forgot to mention that just before I gave birth, um, my grandma's funeral song started playing. Mm. And mind you, I had a playlist of like five hours worth of songs and it was just so strange because – if it was a girl, her middle name was named after my grandma who passed yeah. away. So it was like, and so, and because it was my mum's mum, my mum heard that playing, and I was just about to do my last. Wow! Push. My mum's bawling her eyes out, yeah. and yeah, it was just a really beautiful moment. So I pulled her out, and um, they said just before the last push, last guesses, everyone. I was a yeah. girl. Josh said boy, um, and the midwives said girl because they said she was really low maintenance when um, I was laboring as yeah. in her heart rate wasn't going up and down like they said she was very comfortable the whole time and they st- I don't know why they said that's more likely to be a girl low maintenance you know <laughs> um anyhow so then I pulled her out and I looked straight away to check the gender and I you guys may yeah see have a her look TikTok the, video the video it's on like TikTok or Instagram um and I like go it's a girl yeah. and yeah, so then I just put her on it my was chest. beautiful and Josh is crying. I'm crying watching the video. Because <laughs> well, Josh said to me, just so you know, like, you you know I don't really cry much. So um, I probably won't cry. Don't be upset with me. Yeah. And he's just, like, bawling his eyes out. Um, and then basically Josh just went to McDonald's to pick us up a feed. <laughs> the midwife Needed. also made me, like, two toasted cheese sandwiches. And I felt bad that she had done that. So I had McDonald's and two toasted cheese yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> Babe, you could have eaten anything. Your body just went through hell and back. Um, and then I just stayed at the hospital for like two more days, which really weren't enjoyable for me because Josh couldn't stay. I don't know if it was because the hospital was really at capacity. I had to share a room with someone yeah, else. Yeah, that you said And then that he was... couldn't stay. And I didn't even know how to change a nappy. I was in so much pain. I didn't know when to feed. I didn't know what the hell to do. Mm. So doing that plus being sleep deprived plus being on your own, like it was a really tough time. Yeah. So I was just so stoked to get home. Like I was pushing to get home Yeah, as soon I know as you possible. were. Yeah, and it would have been hard for Josh as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, that's essentially the story. Yeah, that's the story, everyone. I have heard it before, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's beautiful. Um, there you go, everyone. Now you know. I have a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, just one question for the mums out there that maybe are giving birth soon or like, mm-hmm. you know, for me in general. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you regret or would do differently next time? Maybe regret's a strong word, but like you would do differently maybe if you have another baby or mm, firstly in terms of like the whole birth um because it was COVID times all the classes were cancelled as in like the birthing classes yeah. the parenting classes we did youtube one one day but it just wasn't the same as being like actually in the class so i definitely didn't learn any birthing techniques and i think that's why like I didn't relax in the labour and potentially it could have impacted my dilation because Mm -hmm. I just didn't learn the technique. So that's something I definitely, next time I'll be doing, definitely I recommend doing um, because I think it did impact my labour experience. Uh, Another thing was when, I don't know if I regret this and I probably will do it again, but so when... Bambi was probably like six weeks old. I sleep trained her straight away. Um, I got her into a routine. She slept in her cot. She didn't nap on us. And I have mixed emotions about that. Now that I'm a year on, I look back and I think, oh gosh, maybe it would have been nice to have a few more cuddles. Yeah. Like obviously I cuddled her all day when she was awake and stuff. And there was time she napped on me, but I did quite quickly get her into a routine but then again, I also look back and I think that really worked for us. Yeah, and it, and it, yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's, but it, it probably worked in the long run. Like maybe mm. it was, but if you enjoyed those newborn cuddles or did what you said yeah. in the short run, it would have been nice, but then it probably would have affected like long term yeah, how so you guys were going to go. Mixed emotions about that. I definitely will reassess like what works best for our lifestyle, potentially like a second baby they will want to sleep on the go more, like mm. just being out and about more because yeah. they're the second baby. So, but yeah, definitely I do sometimes think that. Yeah. Um, another thing that I really regret is not joining a mother's group. I okay. was kind of scared of judgment, to be honest, because I was like 22, like just turned 22. I thought just statistically all the mothers would be older and you know they will be in mothers groups um and I kind of thought they'd judge me and I don't know look look down on me I feel like as a 22 year old mum I feel like not to stereotype but I feel like as a young mum that's probably where you may need a mother's group more because you're not surrounded by mums and you don't have friends that are mums and you don't have that kind of support like obviously you have beautiful friends that support you like me (laughs) but like I can't really give you much in terms of like being a mum or what like preparing you for that or like relating to you as much as I try to yeah um I feel like that's definitely a good one for younger mums and even though you might be a bit like oh at first but I have quite a few mother friends now that are like 35 and we get along just fine you yeah. wouldn't even notice that there's a difference um, fr- age is just a number mm. and the only thing you need a friendship based off is like common interests exactly. and like common like like you could be friends with anyone and yeah. if you have common interests like you have literal babies so so yeah it, honestly it was probably more of an insecurity in myself like I yeah. I've almost put that pressure on myself but um I have been quite open that I experienced baby blues like 
for a few weeks after. Um, so I, I do feel remember like this. that would have really helped, like having people that had just given birth and were yeah. in the exact same stage. And know that it kind of – or like people that have gone through the baby blues and mm. that it does get a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. So I think in those moments I would have killed to have someone who really related to me. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing – that I will be doing differently next time. As I just mentioned, I had like baby blues and it wasn't, it was literally the hormonal change. It was something I couldn't control and it's something that is very likely to happen to me again. Mm. Um, It doesn't happen for everyone. I know a lot of people who have like a love bubble per Mm. se. Um, It's different. Every part of a birth pregnancy, everything is different for every single person. So take this with a grain of salt yeah. of what your experience may not be someone else's. So I think next time I will be a lot more aware that like the emotions may come and there's nothing wrong with me. Everything's no. okay. Like I had immense love for my baby, but I just felt like I was living someone else's life. It's, and it's imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like it, that happens in like, not to relate it to business or stuff, but like if you get a really good job or like a big change in your life, it's like it, it takes it as an adjustment period. Mm. Like you're not just you. You've gone from having being a 22 year old with no really responsibilities <laughs> yeah. to having this actual human that you have to now look after for the rest of your life. I know. So it's a big adjustment. It's huge, and I think we're like just so hard on ourselves. And I think also like I just had, I was so nervous about doing something wrong, and like now obviously having a baby, I feel like I can just do it like with my eyes shut, but. I just had no idea. Yeah. So I think just being like a little bit easier on ourselves and like enjoying the process a bit more and allowing yourself to be happy and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, so many people freaking are like love at first sight. Like they yeah. love everything about their like new life. Like we said, different for everyone. Um, okay, what are some highlights so far the past year with Bambi? What are you – give me maybe three – Three or four highlights. Okay, so definitely one of the standout highlights is seeing Josh and Bambi's relationship. Yeah. Like, it is just so beautiful. And, like, obviously I loved Josh so much before. So, like, seeing someone I love so much then love something that I also love, love so, so much. much. I yeah. That makes sense. I think a lot of people talk about, like, also from a male's perspective, the love that they have after watching, like, you give birth. Like, Josh mm. would just have this immense, like... Like, yes, you love each other, you've always loved each other, but it's a different level. I've always heard people say that, so... Yeah, after I gave birth, I honestly felt like a queen to him. Like, yeah. he was just, like, so obsessed with me. Like, holy shit, like, how did you do that? Like, yeah. he... I mean, still to this day, he's just still blown away just by all of that process. So, that that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> I really um took that with everything. So, what next else? thing is that... When Bambi just like has little milestones, like when she said mama for the first time, that was actually like a week ago. Yeah, I was going to say not that long ago <laughs> because she was saying daddy, daddy at yeah. her first birthday. She, was, she said daddy for like months and months. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, who pushed you out? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and then she said mama the other day, like just so clearly, like looked at me and said mama. Actually, sorry, last night as well, she like hurt herself and then she was like put her arms up and said mom. Oh. And I just. I love being her comfort. Yeah, like, and you are. <laughs> like, if her first birthday is anything to go by, she is 
fucking cling to Charlie. Like she is a dramatic queen when Charlie is not around. You know what my brother said? He goes, you just want to feel wanted so you're letting this happen. Yeah. I was like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Um, so, yeah, just like, yeah, seeing little milestones and being her comfort is really nice. Yeah. And then, like, another thing is just, like, the small boring moments like I love our little nighttime routine at yeah. home like although it's chaos like it's something so comforting about the chaos of the yeah. night and like like one day Bambi and I it was like a Friday and we just went and had a picnic and fish and chips at the beach and I thought I remember this holy yeah. shit this is my life yeah I'm at the beach with my daughter on a Friday it's beautiful weather having fish and chips just living like just a little moments yeah seriously. and there would have been so many over mm. the past year but that yeah no that's um beautiful. And then another thing is I just feel like she's my best friend like and her little personality is just like it's really nice at the stage we're in right now like yeah. she interacts and like of course they're cute as newborns and stuff and there's nothing that will compare to that but but see, yeah. starting to see that personality. Yeah. I see it in her so much even like compared to like a couple of months ago when we went out to coffee and she was just kind of like she's she's cute but then I like for her birthday she was just like and like the engagement she's just got a very big personality inside of her scary yeah she's (laughs) she's got a personality that's for sure but yeah no that that's beautiful and like it's nice talking to someone and like like talking to her and she kind of understands yeah like she's you know when she's a baby it's like yeah it's it's like a bit awkward it's like cool you're not gonna say anything sweet um okay I know you've had lots of highlights. Not to make it a negative thing, but maybe some lowlights. Mm. Um, I think it's important to talk yeah, about Yeah, definitely. This. And maybe like kind of what you've learnt and then like from those lowlights, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So as I mentioned, the first few weeks were in even, – even longer probably – were incredibly strange for me. Yeah. Like I just felt A bit off. of an out-of-body experience. Exactly. I yeah. felt off. I didn't feel like myself – I felt incredible love for Bambi, but I just was really adjusting to this new normal. You would have been disassociated from yourself. like yeah. kind of, Or it kind of is leaving yourself behind and then focusing purely on Bambi. It's kind of like you're mourning your kind of old self a little bit. Yeah, they actually say there's like some signs like yeah, that. Yeah, 100% there would be. And when I was pregnant, everyone was like, you're going to be in this love bubble. Yeah. And I was like... Where's yeah. the bubble? <laughs> Someone popped my bubble. Like, and it just was so weird because like we I think also Josh and I were in lockdown, like side by side, like before when I was pregnant, pretty much my whole pregnancy. Yeah. And like we didn't really do much except we just chilled. We had no responsibility. It was so relaxing. And then it went from that to me going to bed at five o'clock alone by myself to try and get some sleep before I was up at midnight, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, and, like, we weren't going to sleep together. We weren't – like, I didn't have that, like, just companionship that yeah. I had had for, like, so many months. It would have been very lonely. It was very – well, that's, like, another thing. I just found it really lonely at first. Um, I think also because, like, I didn't have – it's not, like, all my friendship group That's what I was going to say. Um, and I even have found myself, like, finding people – not finding people, like, friends that I knew or kind of – people on Instagram that had a baby, I would just, like, message them all yeah, the time and just, I just wanted to talk to them. Yeah. I remember coming over for the first time and meeting Bambi and, like, 
you were kind of in this like phase where you were just like adjusting obviously you just had Bambi and it felt like I it, it felt weird to me that like like you just had this massive thing happen and then I had plans that night to like go out and like and it would have felt weird to you and I remember us discussing this being like I just had this massive thing but all my friends are still like got their plans for the weekend and like still kind of doing their thing it's just like weird to like kind of put it in perspective it would just be a very weird feeling and I really for the first four months craved human interaction yeah so I Josh went back to work um and I was at home all week with Bambi and I remember as soon as he'd walk in the door, I would chew his ear off because obviously I'm looking after this child all day. And like we said, the newborn phase, she doesn't give you much. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't giving much and she was sleeping a lot and yeah, I I would like text, you know, my, and it was so weird because like everyone was at work Mm. and like around people all day, but I wasn't, I Mm. found that very, very lonely and I would even like, just like, just want to like call people all day. It, it, It was strange. Um, so I think like getting back into work really saved me. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I feel like if anyone, you know, a lot of people are full-time mums a lot. Mm. So if anyone is feeling like I was, I feel like even just going to the gym. Yeah, not even like it doesn't have to be work, but maybe a hobby. Just where you're you guys around can do together, humans. like a mother's group. Well, that's the other thing I think. Okay, if I had a mother's group one or two days a week during that time, yeah. I'd be getting my fix, you know. Yeah. So that that's why it's a regret yes (laughs) um and another low light which most people would know about if they've listened is when Bambi got pneumonia and seven viruses the overachiever yeah (laughs) um so yeah that was tough but honestly I think it made us a lot more resilient because now whenever she's just a little bit sick I'm like could be worse, doll. Yes. <laughs> Come on, doll. Yeah, and I think if Bambi we've spoke about before is like grateful for her health for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah for no, sure. No, but that was an awful time, and but it's definitely made you guys stronger, hundred percent. For sure. Um, okay, my last question, um, just for some tips to give to mums, um, maybe mums to be, or you know whoever, maybe your top five tips, just mm. that that you can rattle off, and that would be your like core. Yeah. So my first one is to utilize a creche near you. Of course, if you're comfortable, but I have a creche near me, like a creche in a gym, so I can go to the gym. Do you want to tell people what a creche is that don't know what a creche is? So when I go to the gym, they have a creche there, which is they look up. It's like childcare for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, And it's really good because then they kind of interact with other kids. You get your alone time. It also kind of builds up their immunity because they're exposed to sicknesses, but in a much lower. Yeah you know, dosage and setting. Um, So, yeah, uh, my next tip is to use a baby tracking app. I just – and one that you can sync with whoever your partners or co-parenting with. um, That really, really helped me and saved me. I actually have a really funny story. One time – so the app is where you, like, log, like, a nappy change. So, like, they've done a wee, you know, they've had a bottle, they've had a sleep. And one time I was at the shops. I didn't even have Bambi with me. And I went to the bathroom – and as I walked out of the bathroom, I pulled out my phone and I logged a wet nappy because <laughs> I had just gone to the toilet. Oh, like, my God, Charlie. I was like, wait. Wait, it's not about me. <laughs> Why? Like, I was just on autopilot of just logging everything and I just couldn't Wait, not that's stop so laughing. funny. Um, next thing is to not compare yourself with other mums online. I have followed people in the past and, like, 
like just think, oh gosh, they're such good mum. I'm sitting here and I've had TV on for an hour. Like we've spoken about it's a highlight reel on Instagram. It's a highlight reel. But then also in saying that, I follow a couple of mums that are like such good mums and they're doing all these fun things that they almost then motivate me to be a better yeah. mum. So, you know, kind of assess how these people are making you, you feel. feel. That's a, with anything on Instagram, any account you follow, mm. how does it make you feel? If it's not making you feel good, then get rid of it. Got to go. Yeah. Um, next one is to be super open with your loved ones about how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, obviously, when I was just not feeling 100% myself, everyone was kind of aware. But I will admit that I wasn't 100% open. I was going to say, I think... Just who you are as a person, I think you struggle with being like kind of a bit more open about your feelings and your vulnerability. And because you do have that kind of, you're very headstrong in like you kind of just look after yourself. You well, whatever. I wanted to be like, I'm doing a good job, I'm yeah. being a good mum, like I'm not, yeah, a shit mum. No, and but no one would correlate mm. you having a bad day or feeling down or struggling with the change mm. to you being a shit mum but mm. like in your head you're just kind of like that's where your mind goes which I can understand but yeah I think this is a really important one yeah um and also if anyone's like in that first stages and like feeling exactly how I was send me a message yeah I love like chatting to people because I know exactly she how loves the chat and she has she'll give you a great pep talk <laughs> Yeah, And then my last one, which I kind of touched on earlier today, is to invest in a sleep consultant call if you're struggling. So I actually wish I did this sooner because I feel like Pepe would have potentially been sleeping through the night sooner. So I had a call last week and the sleep consultant essentially just gave me a few little foundation things to change and Bambi has slept through every single night since. So, And do you wish you did that a little bit sooner? Yeah, Yeah. definitely because... Yeah, I had all the foundations right. There was just some minor tweaking. Um, so, yeah. I love that. I think that's going to be a really beneficial episode for all the, the mums out there, wannabe mums and everything. So, if you do, if you are struggling a little bit, like Charlie said, chuck her a message. Mm. Um, maybe a DM, DM us um, on our Instagram as well if you want. We do check them. All right, guys. So, now we're going to go into our little pep talk of the week. All right, so this is a bit of a change, shifting gears a little bit from the mum, the mum chat to a bit more of a... The dating scene. The dating scene. Um, okay. Hey, girls, love the pod to bits. Your chats and advice are always a highlight of my week. Thank you. Just thought I'd write in as I think I've hit a bit of a wall in terms of single life. I'm 18 and never had a romantic relationship or even been on a date and up until now have tried my best to focus on the positives of this of this such as having more free time to get to know myself and build my independence which is great I think that's great and very important I've spent the past year since moving away from my country hometown to Sydney oh I thought you meant like moving countries but she's from the country (laughs) to Sydney I was like wow (laughs) taking advantage of single life and feel as though I've grown so much and I'm now ready to dive into the dating world however I have no idea where to start or how to even interact with guys that I'm interested in or find attractive Please help. For context, I am an introvert but enjoy spending time with a small number of people I love and I'm studying a course at uni that is female-dominated. Thanks so much for any advice and thank you for being so genuine on the podcast. She sounds like a queen. She sounds really (laughs) self-aware for a... 
however old she 18. is. 18. Yeah. I honestly, when I read that, I was like, wait, you sound so mature. Like you've got your head screwed on. Yeah. And so, and that's why it makes me. You don't me, even need a man. That's like, why it makes me think like. Keep doing you. Yeah. Like you do not need to worry about men or boys or which are boys at this age, like mm, yeah. 18 boys. Um at all like you're really setting yourself up you're in uni you're focusing on yourself you're doing all the work that a lot of people do in their like mid-20s 30s that are like I know that we're we're still doing at the moment (laughs) so I honestly like look at it from that perspective because when I read that I think wow like, I, I want to well, be you too. when I'm older. I know. Yeah, can we be you? <laughs> um, but I know inter- it's good to have that interaction and like get to you know dive into the dating world. But to be fair, like I, I didn't have my first relationship until I was maybe se- like I did have one when I was younger, but I just don't count it. Like those relationships when you're younger, are, I find can be very surface level. Yes, and definitely. they're very while they're great for your growth and like, you know, to get experience and all that, it's not necessary. And like I probably could have skipped a stage or two. <laughs> and a boyfriend or yeah. two. <laughs> no offense to them, but like it just wasn't necessary. I think to try and like delve into the dating world I don't think you need to go on the dating apps and everything you're like 18 like no. just just give that a miss just um but like we said doing things that you like doing to That's find the people that you want to find I know you said your uni degree is very female dominated so there's not a lot of male opportunities I guess there but I know a lot of uni I know if you move to Sydney a lot of unis do like uni parties mm-hmm. and like you can go to um uni events a lot of like pubs and clubs I don't know if clubs is the right word but venues do like uni nights where Mm -hmm. like so it's like a Wednesday night or a Thursday night and they do like parties just for uni students so I feel like that could be a really fun thing to do I'm picturing her more with an older guy (laughs) same but she is 18 well not like older but like (laughs) older than her yeah no definitely we never we never date the same age I feel like that's a rule that we need to stick by here in our 20s like maybe at a cafe yeah to the barista but like if she's just started uni she's freshly 18 like a lot of people that do uni are older too like I'm not saying go date an 18 year old because I wouldn't actually never recommend dating someone your own age if you're a a girl um but yeah go, go definitely go to a cafe and all of that and cute barista would be great. But I guess the confidence isn't there to like go and approach a, someone random on I the street. I could never. No, exactly. <gasps> I would never do that now. So I think like going to like See, social. I feel like you would. I feel like you'd be. Oh, like, I probably so would late. now. Yeah. If yeah. I saw someone cute, I'll, I'll find out who they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will track them down. Um, but I think going to um, social events more where there's a bit more like people are there to kind of meet meet people and mingle so it's not as like a weird not weird but you know and I don't know if you drink or anything and I'm not encouraging drinking or you are freshly 18 but that doesn't hurt to have like a drink or two with friends and like have a bit more liquid courage I guess that they call it don't go get drunk through friends of friends yeah go through friends exactly like so say if one of your friends has a boyfriend and their friends hang out with them like yeah if you have a brother and he has hot friends <laughs> older friends <laughs> um but I think yeah, I would utilise like uni events and um, going on campus more because you would find people that are studying, um, going to cafes, joining a gym if you're into that or joining like a something like, like along, an outdoor fitness group. Yeah, along those lines because I've met so many people getting through the PT. gym. Getting a PT. 
Um, poor girl's going to have no money left. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, even like this sounds so not cool, but like going to the library and studying at the library, like the, uh, like you know what? I feel like this is where she's going to. Yeah, I feel like, like that's that. that's the energy we're at. That's actually a really You're good idea. Going to the library, going to the public library. I know Emerson always goes to the Double Bay Library and, like, not that she's out going to try and find Love people. That. But, like, actually, like, people go and study at the library. She doesn't like, do any work there. She yeah, just she, there. yeah. People go and, you know, you're going to find a smart person that's, you know, up your alley that's doing the things that you want to do. So I think that's – I think you you really you nailed your own independence and I love mm. that. Like, I'm all for that and I think a lot of people learn that later on in life. So I think – you're yeah. ahead of the pack there. Yeah. And I, dating and stuff comes. It, and it comes in – it goes in waves. Like, it comes and goes. It comes Also, do a bit of in Instagram waves. stalking. Chuck a few likes out there. Chuck a few <laughs> – I don't know if that's still a thing anymore. Do a, f- a bit of a fire react on the DMs. No! <laughs> do a bit of a not, – maybe not a fire react, but, like, a reply to a story, a nice – like, a conversation. You know what? Instagram is a great you're dating app. this. This is like – you're like, dating, this is yeah. my element. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, chuck a few feelers out there on the old Instagram. See what's happening and that's that's all I've got to say. Let us know how you go. Yeah, but um, – I, I don't think you have too many problems. I think you I think you're you're on the right track there. I'd say you're killing it. Yeah, and you're very young. So <laughs> anyway, um that's all for this week, guys. Um it's probably a longer rep again, but we're all about <laughs> the longer reps here. It's just here on out. Um but a bit of house admin, please join our Facebook group, download the episodes, follow us. Two twenties with two te- at on Instagram, on yes. Um, two twenties pod on TikTok. Yeah, so everything is in our um, show notes. Um, and yeah, we'll be back in your ears next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye, guys. <laughs>